DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Yo 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 Does Envy sound weird to anybody but me? Yeah, yeah, Envy sound like he got his mask on because he in that club in Atlanta still. Can't hear you, brother. You sound muffled. I don't know why I sound muffled. Everything should be the same. Nope. Still sound like you got your mask on. Yeah, sound a little weird, so you might want to reset your connection. But good morning, DJ Envy. Hey, Charlemagne. Peace to the planet, it's Tuesday! Happy New Year to one and all. What's happening? Mm. You know, I keep on writing 2020 still on everything. Yesterday I was trying to, I, my passport expired, so I sent in all the documents, and then I got home and I was like, oh my God, it's 2021. So well, hopefully, 20 it doesn't matter with the documents. Yeah, and 2020's been such a traumatic year, and we've been screaming 2020 you know, probably more than we've ever screamed about any year our whole lives. So that's going to be stuck in our heads for a little minute. I can I understand that. Year, gentlemen, in your I don't <laughs> envy. You can't don't talk, talk right. Don't envy, talk to me envy, with your mask on. You got to reset. On. Okay? I can't see. Don't I talk to me with your mask on. All right? There you, you go. You, 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 that sounds you, better. You sound muffled. You sound muffled. You was in Atlanta. Not. He was not just in Atlanta. He was in a crowded... In the, in, in the, in the club in Atlanta. I saw that picture. I said, is, this, was, is he really in there? Or, 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 or uh, just a picture he's posting because somebody sent it to him. Yeah, I got some video. I didn't post it, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, how was your vacation? You always take an extra day, Charlemagne. I definitely always take an extra day. I went on a, a nice little spiritual spiritual retreat for like uh, eight, nine days. So it was, it was eight, mm-hmm. nine days filled with uh, yoga and um, acupuncture and fire ceremonies and and, 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 and and a bunch of other stuff but uh salute to salute to my sister Debbie Brown and we, we had a we had a great time over the past eight eight days I think it was eight days yeah eight days All right. got back yesterday actually how was traveling but yes I'm, traveling was cool I mean listen I've been on a plane before I went on a plane like four times last year I went to South Carolina last year I went to LA once and we went to DC for uh the, the interview president Barack Obama so I, I, I don't have a problem traveling and being on the plane. I just like to make sure that, you know, once we get to where we're going, it's it's, it's a nice contained environment. And it was because, you know, everybody had to get COVID tested in, or, in order to, to be where we were. So it was like a, a nice little bubble. You guys, I mean, but, uh, but, but, uh, no, but you I'm sound still, bad, I'm, I'm, Yeah, but I'm still staying home uh, just to be responsible. Right, I'm staying home too. I was, um, I actually had a terrible experience at the beginning of this break traveling. I went to Austin to go see Dave Chappelle, and they COVID test every day when you go to his show in Austin. And I actually missed my flight the air because there was a big snowstorm in New York. And then uh, the next day, that's when I was traveling that Friday. That was the Friday before Christmas. So a lot of people were already traveling, but the day before, all the flights had been canceled. I had never seen the airport that crowded. 
and yeah, everybody was on, missing their flight. Not, People were arguing. Now it's not like you popping popcorn, you. Now it's not like you about to watch uh, Soul on 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 a Disney Plus and you popping popcorn before you, you view it. So Envy sound like you wearing a mask Rally. and he's muffled. Yeah, Envy sound like he's muffled wearing a mask and um in 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 in, in the club in Atlanta and you sound like you popping popcorn. So I think that we need to take a break and come back okay. and see if we can get it together before front page news. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I am already not liking starting off 2021 on this damn Zoom. Okay, I cannot wait till we're back in. We're not on Zoom. Officially, officially. What are we on? We're not Zoom. Whatever this is, uh, remotely. <laughs> we're broadcasting uh, remotely from home. All right, but mm-hmm. Angela, you got front page news, right? Yes. And then speaking of that, you know, you saw Hollywood shut back down again. Everybody's oh. doing their late night talk shows from home. You need to shut back down your um, computer again. <laughs> you pack popping popcorn. All right. That's what you need to do. Hello? Yo. <laughs> you, you, you lose one, you gain another one. All right? Are we here? Are we all good? But I, I wouldn't say we're good, but we are here. Are we good? Do I sound clear now? No. Can you hear me now? <laughs> It is amazing to me that this show, which is a radio, is, is in the Radio Hall of Fame, makes all these multi-millions of dollars, yeah. and the technology sucks. Yeah, it does. We still have not figured out how to how to properly broadcast from home. Yo, I, I got my own Wi-Fi system here. I plugged into the Ethernet cable, and it's got, I, I don't know. Angela Yee was just talking about um, how uh, late night shows are back, and I I literally got an email last night about some some technology that that late night shows are using. Why doesn't radio have that yet? It's it's a software called Showrunner where people can properly do their show from home. Why don't we have that yet? I don't know. I don't know. Something. Jesus. Do me and me sound okay? I seen the Bachelor last night. That was amazing. What? You we have a lot going on. Are we okay? Are we okay? Now let's get into some front no. Where you want to start? give it the college try. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start. Let's start talking about these elections that are happening today in Georgia. Donald Trump headlined a rally. Now he was trying to get some support for the Republicans who are running in the Senate runoffs, but. You know, if you're talking about voter fraud and acting like you won this election and there's all these issues, it's hard to tell people to go out there and vote, right? Well, here is Donald Trump at that rally saying that he won. By the way, there's no way we lost Georgia. There's no way. That was a rigged election, but we're still fighting it, and you'll see what's going to happen. And I hope Mike Pence comes through for us, I have to tell you. I hope that our great vice president comes through for us. He's a great guy. Of course, if he doesn't come through, I won't like him quite as much. I love the honesty. Drop drop on the clues bombs for the honesty. If you don't, I don't like him. I'm not going to like you quite as much, but i tell you one thing. The next 15 days are going to be very, very, very interesting. All right? Hold on to your butts. <laughs> All right, some more of what Donald Trump said. He says that Democrats, who are radicals, are trying to steal your freedom. You vote tomorrow, we'll decide which party controls the United States Senate. The radical Democrats are trying to capture Georgia's Senate seats so they can wield unchecked, unrestrained, absolute power over every aspect of your lives. If the liberal Democrats take the Senate and the White House, and they're not taking this White House, we're going to fight like hell, I'll tell you right now. 
They, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the next 15 days are going to be very interesting. But, yes, you go out there and vote in Georgia today so Democrats can have control of the Senate, and then Democrats officially won't have any excuses to not keep promises they have made to black America. All right. Well, that is your front page news. And I know we'll be talking to Stacey Abrams this morning as well to get some more information about what's happening in Georgia. They broke records with three million people already voting early. So that is Georgia. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Pazzy. Hey, get it off your chest, Pazzy. Hi, Charlamagne. Hey, ye. Hi, Pazzy. Good morning. What's happening? I just wanted to get off my chest. My birthday is on Friday, so I want to... Capricorns. Yes, girl. Gee, happy belated birthday. I know you had fun, even though all this COVID stuff going on. Yeah, my friends did a little surprise gathering for me at my new house without me. Uh, they asked me to, to see my new house. I went there. They had everything set up, food, drinks. That's good. That sounds fun. Were you, um, Charlemagne, for my birthday, I was wondering if I could get a book, please, one of your books. That would be That's so easy. great. That's easy. That You're going to make that happen. And um, I just want to shout out my Instagram and my Twitter really quick. If you guys are listening, please follow me on Instagram, underscore T-A-Z Beauty. And my um, Twitter is Tickle Me, underscore T-A-Z. Don't ask, just follow. Tickle Me. Wow. <laughs> What's that about? You have an OnlyFans? No, ma'am. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> a little long. Tickle Me OnlyFans? Yeah, it will be. And y'all know it's me, too. <laughs> All right. People out there that'll pay top dollar to tickle you, too, I'm sure. Just because people are strange like that. Well, thank you, mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. It's RJ. 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 What up, RJ? Get off your chest. Hey, I'm just live from Atlanta. I just want to let everybody know, go vote today. Go vote. Mm -hmm. You didn't vote early, go vote. If we want to see any type of change, this vote is actually important. So let's do it. All right, right. the way Atlanta shows up, the way Atlanta shows up for the clubs during the pandemic, they need to show up to the polls today. Well, Atlanta is open. There is no doubt in my mind Atlanta is open. The restaurants are open. The malls are open. The clubs are open. Atlanta is open. I don't think they, yes. they even shut down. Yeah. That don't mean it's safe. I saw something the other day where they were talking about the hospitals in uh, Atlanta being overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, DJ Envy? My name's Christian. I'm calling from California. Um, I just want to wish you guys happy New Year. Um, Angela Yee, uh, happy birthday, latest birthday. Uncle Shala, I love you guys. Um, I just want to get off my chest yesterday. I made a big move. Um, my girl decided to move in with me. I'm Woo! happy. Uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> but hey, man, stop shacking up and playing house. Are you good at uh, cleaning up? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Um, like I said, I love this girl, and uh, I decided to make the move, starting the year how, strong. How, how nice. old are you, sir? How old are you? Uh, I'm 27, and she's 22. 27. She's 22. Okay, she's a little yeah, younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a, so, I mean, I guess y'all can play house for a little while. 
I was gonna tell you uh, stop shacking up and playing house, but you know y- y'all uh, both. Uncle Charla, quick question. Um, big fan, DJ Envy, big fan, you, but King. Uncle Charla, can um I get a book, please? Um, <laughs> um, and can you I, sign I, it, please? I got you, bro. Just tell uh, we got to tell our producer Dan to get y'all address and get the last person's address too, Dan. And, and Hold I'll on, all right? This week. Uh, one more thing, DJ Envy, big fan yes. of your podcast. Um, Mr. Potato, Potato, I know. What you got on your wife? That's right. Big fan. Uh, your son. Happy birthday to your son, man. Thank you so much, man. What the hell is Mr. Potato? Explain for, for the people who haven't heard that on the Casey Crew podcast. <laughs> Sounds um, crazy, Mr. Potato. For people out there, my daughter collects uh, Ray Dunn. Now, Ray Dunn is a company that makes things like uh, uh, mugs, jars, things like that. You could get it uh, usually at TJ Maxx or... Um, trying to think of home goods, things like that. They're discounted, but they're very hard to get. And my wife was looking for potato for like over a year. Um, they're not that expensive. They're like uh, anywhere from 10 to $15, but you can't find it. So people buy them and resell them online for like $150, the same thing that costs $10. So my wife was looking for potato for over a year and I found it and I gave it to her. But I gave it to her. So like, it's, like Mr. it's like Mr. Potato Head? No, it's just a, a it's a jar that holds potatoes, but it says potato on it. It's oh. it's a Ray Dunn is the name of it. But I gave it to my wife. I took a picture. I put my um inside of it and took a picture, and we talked about it on the podcast. She was excited about the potatoes. You put, your, what was you, put your, you put your penis inside of it. Yes, sir. So if you come to my house, uh, don't what? take any potatoes. Yeah, hmm? the potato would have been bigger, bro. I'm sure. But Definitely listen, I, I had I got plenty of jars at the crib. I could have put potatoes in for you if you were trying to make 150 dollars off jarred potatoes, sir. No, but it, that's the whole thing with Ray Dunn. It's finding that piece that's only $10 and $9.99, and it's really worth $150, $200. So people go crazy looking for Ray Dunn. So it's something that my, my wife loves. You know, my wife, we bought a new house, so she's designing and decorating. So it was a piece, and it took me a long time to find, but I did get it for If you follow okay. the podcast, you get it. Interesting. But anyway, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, and let's talk about The Rock. He has a TV series about his life called Young Rock, and he actually gave a gift to somebody. We'll tell you who that person is and why it was so meaningful. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We know that you ride black people, right? This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, it looks like Bobby Schmurder could be getting out soon. I know we keep on saying that. He was scheduled to be released later this year, December 11th, but that date has now reportedly been moved up to February 23rd, as long as everything is smooth behind bars. So he was denied parole last year, but now they're saying there's a clear path for him to get out in a matter of weeks. I hope he gets home. Salute to that young man. I see Roddy Rebels home. He's recording. He's doing stuff. I, I hope he does come home earlier. Yeah, Bobby's done his six years. It's time for that brother to come home and uh, move on with his life and continue mm-hmm. to make something of himself. All right. Now, uh, Casanova, in the meantime, has raised $2.5 million for bail. He's trying to get out as well. He wants to be released sooner than expected. They did present a bail package to the court. He's been in jail since December 4th. He turned himself in. That was for allegedly taking part in a gang-related racketeering case. So... What they are saying now with this money that they've put up, it's five properties and 13 co-signers. The properties are worth about $1.1 million, and the co-signers uh, vouching for the rapper have combined salaries of about $1.26 million. 
Oh, okay. Drop on the clues, Boston Cat. I thought y'all meant like he raised the money like through a GoFundMe or uh no. fans or something. I was like, Finding wow. properties and, and, and family members. I was I'm surprised that they can't use, I guess, recordings or or future earnings from his royalties or publishings as part of it. Our, our well, future earnings from OnlyFans. True. The co-signers guarantee that he'll show up for his trial. I didn't know you could use money you don't have yet or things that you don't have yet. Like, normally you, you put mean? up a property, then if he doesn't show up for trial, they take that. Well, I mean, because they say future earnings. Not because, I mean, they have royalties, so you know how much money you get when your record gets spun, or if the record gets spun or played and all of that, so you know the money's coming in, but it takes six months sometimes. But what did that... And... Oh, okay. So you're saying for money that he would already made but hasn't gotten yet? Correct. Okay. I thought oh, you so meant, like, in the way... future, he's going to make this. Well, yeah, the same way they would do, like, child support, right? Like, if you had, um, or if you, or if you got sued by somebody and, and, you know, you couldn't pay them, they would take your future earnings, right? Garnish your wages. Garnish your wages, you mean? Yes, that's what you, I think that's, is that what you're talking about, Envy? No, 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 no. You know, in, in music, you get paid when your record gets played on the radio or if it's in a movie or albums, but you don't get your money right away. So if your record gets played on the radio today or you sell 100,000 records today, you don't get paid today, you don't get that money to six months to nine months later. So those that but sure. that money is yours though. It's not like it's oh will it happen? It, 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 your money would definitely come in, and they would garnish those wages in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. All right, now Saweetie is making her acting debut on Grownish, so that should be pretty exciting. She tweeted out yesterday, "Are y'all ready for Indigo's Mean Ass?" And here's a clip. Wardrobe. Anyone from wardrobe? Is everything okay? No. It's hot as fish grease out here, and nothing about this fabric is breathable. Well, I actually have your second choice options on standby. Um, you know what? I'm sure we can figure something out if you give me, like, 15 minutes. 12? 10. Why'd I do that? I'm not really feeling this outfit anymore. I just realized that all the other dancers have the same look. I need to stand out. You know, unfortunately, I really don't have anything else other than swimsuits. Yes, you do. Jesus Christ, no need to watch the show now, ye. That was the whole scene. Well, anyway, well, no, she's going to be on multiple episodes, and she posted it. I think oh, you got to see that, though. Sure that, you got to yeah. see it. It's acting. You got to kind of see it, you know? Now, Saweetie says that it was an honor and a pleasure to work with Yara Shahidi. She said, I would ask her for advice, and she was so easy to work with. And the show's official midseason premiere is January 21st, just FYI. All right, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He gave a friend of his who took him in as a teenager a brand new car. Now, The Rock is currently on set for a TV series about his life called Young Rock. And in the middle of filming, he actually gave this man a brand new car. His name is Bruno Lauer. He said he knew him since he was 15 years old. Listen to this. I can't thank you enough for when I was 15 and you had every right to say, I don't know this kid. I don't want him to live with me. And you took me in. And, and truly, Bruno, it means so much to me that you did that because... It actually helped change the course of my life, and, and I love you, and I appreciate it. And I, I thank you for buying me my first car uh, from that crackhead. Uh, and now <laughs> I have an opportunity now to tell you this is your new car. That's dope. Oh, man. That is dope. Crackhead is like the, crackhead is like the only term that folks won't jump out there and scream uh, that that's politically incorrect to call someone. Like, nobody's coming to the defense of people being called crackheads. 
Yeah, so this guy, Bruno, a.k.a. Downtown Bruno, he said, my mom and I were evicted off the island of Hawaii. I was sent to Nashville to live with my dad. When I landed in Nashville, I quickly found out I wasn't going to live with my dad. And he said, instead, I was told I was going to live with a guy named Bruno, who at the time lived in a tiny room at a spot called the Alamo Plaza Motel. Bruno could have and should have said, hell no, I'm not taking in some kid who I don't know, but he didn't. He took this punk kid in and we became lifelong friends. He said he only had $7 in his pocket also when he started his wrestling career. What kind of call was it? He said uh, he gave him his last $40 so he could hustle a crackhead out of his no, car Trump. one night. And no, 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 no. What type of car did The Rock buy for yeah, the young man now? The rock no, I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm telling you what he, oh, what did he get? Oh, I thought you meant what type of car did The Rock no, get? No, no, no. No, what did The Rock buy for him? When he was uh, younger. Let me see what kind of car was this. It can't be the equivalent <laughs> of what he got for $40 back in the day. No, it definitely isn't the uh, equivalent of that. It's a Ford F-150. Ford pickup. Yeah, Ford pickup, F-150. Damn, a crackhead sold a car for $40? That crackhead must have been down bad. Or maybe the car <laughs> was that bad. No. Yeah. $40. Well, he said when he $40? took the car down the road, when he took the car down the road, there was a second crackhead passed out on the floor in the back of the car. See? I'm telling you. In this woke-ass society where y'all keep trying to reframe words and uh, tell us what we can and can't say, I am shocked that y'all still letting the term crackhead fly. Oh, they gonna get mad. Crackheads gonna get mad in a little bit. Watch. <laughs> crackheads gonna get mad. <laughs> wait, till one of you, wait till one of them woke crackheads wake up and That's start right. protesting this. Okay? You see. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Yee. And you know what? I love hearing stories about people helping people and, and, and paying it forward. I was listening to Boosie yesterday on his live, uh, and Boosie was saying when he first came home, he was broke and had no money. And um, he, he went out to Cat Williams' uh, comedy show, and he said, Cat Williams was like, Yo, I know you just got home. I know you had no money. And he said he didn't know really, really know Cat Williams. He said Cat Williams gave him $10,000. And he said that money oh, meant yeah. the most to him because he had nothing, nothing at all. So he oh, was yeah. very happy, and he was thanking uh, Cat Williams again yesterday. By the way, Cat Williams uh, has been doing stuff like that for years. That is a fact. I mean, you know, people, you know, give Cat Williams a, a, a bad rap and always report on a lot of the negative things that he does, but he definitely is that type of person. And he said, yeah, he was saying all the rappers were shouting his name out, but when he got home, nobody gave him no money. Nobody helped. But he said Cat Williams was the only person that gave him money when he came home, gave him 10 grand, and that was able him to get himself started and get back to where he was. But all right. Now, um, we got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about what is the number one most dangerous area in the U.S. to live in. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with L.A. County. They said that is the number one most dangerous area in the United States. I would never have thought that, right? But that's also because of natural disasters. They said including earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, volcanoes, tsunamis. They're not even counting the pandemic because L.A. has been called ground zero for the coronavirus, but other things, too. Hmm. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, they've been talking about L.A. Uh, getting uh, getting the big one for years, right? The big one is supposed to be a massive, massive earthquake. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, if, I w I w it's weird to me right now because I wonder if it's a good time to buy in L.A. Because a lot of people are leaving, the pandemic, things are shut down, and then now you get this information. And the wildfires, too, that always happen there, too, so. 
I mean, I, I think prices in LA are going down, and, and I think you know the prices in New York City are, 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 are shooting down as well. If you could get something in Manhattan or, or LA and get it for cheap, because it will bounce back. I mean, it, it will, but yeah, this it's a great time to buy real estate, and money's low. You, I mean, you, interest rates are two you, you point percent. You hope it'll bounce back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that it's going to yeah, be a actually, lot of things in America that are going to be changed forever, and we just don't realize it yet because we're so used to things bouncing back. But, no, life is different now. Nah, I think it'll bounce back, you know, especially in L.A. Well, and New York. Doing pretty, Brooklyn's doing pretty well, though. Manhattan might not be doing so well, but Brooklyn it said there's a very low inventory here, so it's making it more competitive. All right, now let's talk about Donald Trump because, you know, today is the elections and that is for the Senate runoffs. And so Donald Trump is actually doing campaign events for the Republican Senate candidates. And during these events, it makes it feel like, you know, he's acting like he won Georgia and there was some type of issues with the vote. If you all recall, we had played for you guys yesterday the phone call where he was trying to pressure to find some more votes and prove that there was a miscount, even though everybody's saying there's not. And they recounted those votes three different times from both sides. But here he is uh, talking about the issues with Georgia. By the way, there's no way we lost Georgia. There's no way. A rigged, that was a rigged election, but we're still fighting it, and you'll see what's going to happen. And I hope Mike Pence comes through for us, I have to tell you. I hope that our great vice president comes through for us. He's a great guy. Of course, if he doesn't come through, I won't like him quite as much. <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you can you really be friends with a person uh, who lets you know, look, I like you, but you know, it's all based on terms and conditions. What can you do for me? <laughs> yeah, and he's mad because Mike Pence certified the election on Wednesday, so I guess he... He wants people to still go out there and campaign and say that the everything was rigged. But then how are you telling people to vote when you're saying that everything's rigged? It's just weird with all this uh, conspiracy theories that he's pushing. Now, Joe Biden, in the meantime, had a rally as well. And he talked about how important it was for people to get out and vote. The power is literally in your hands. One state can chart the course, not just for the next four years, but for the next generation. If you send John and the Reverend to Washington... Those $2,000 checks will go out the door, restoring hope and decency and honor for so many people who are struggling right now. Yeah, but we're not just voting for a $2,000 stimulus check. We're voting for systemic no. change all across the board. So, yes, go out there and vote in Georgia today so Democrat, Democrats can have control of the Senate and they officially won't have any excuses to not keep promises they have made to black America. Because as long as black Americans continue to apply pressure, raise hell, and push the line on Democrats, they won't have any excuses to get things uh, done. So, yes, go out there and vote, Georgia. Now, Kamala Harris also said to people in Georgia, if you haven't already turned in your absentee ballot, don't put it in the mailbox. Take it and return it to a drop box in your county now. So, Georgia, we're looking at you. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, uh, Stacey Abrams will be joining us. So we'll talk to Stacey Abrams about what's going on in Georgia and why people need to get up and get out and vote today. So we'll talk to her when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line. We have Stacey Abrams. Good morning, Stacey. Good morning. How, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling ready to go. We've got work to do. 
Mm-hmm. And Stacy, I just want to thank you for all the hard work that you've already been putting up in up until today. And we are not quite there yet, but today is an important day in Georgia, and you've been working so hard. So let's talk about why today is so important. Today is the day we not only set the future in motion, we have an opportunity to reset how we respond to COVID-19, whether there's actual support for our small businesses, whether there's healthcare access for especially the black community that's been hit so hard, and whether or not we have a real commitment to justice. These are things that we've been waiting for, that we've been fighting for, and Georgia has the opportunity to help deliver this for all of America. Stacey, have you been receiving a lot of threats from the, the good old boys in Georgia for shaking up the way you have done that? We don't really talk about those a lot, but I will say there are a lot of people who are very unangry, who are very angry about me. But my mm-hmm. focus is not on their distaste. My focus is on the people who need to believe that their power is real. This is an election that has some very clear and immediate consequences. Not only whether or not we get stimulus checks that can actually help us get through the winter, but whether we have a plan for investing in our communities, whether we have the ability to fight back against those who would strip us of our rights to vote because they're angry about how we voted. This election, and particularly having John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock on the ballot, is about saying this is who we are and who we intend to be and replacing two people who have made it their mission to deny access, to deny support, and to deny their responsibilities to the people of Georgia. I was seeing that a lot of older people are scared to get out and vote because of COVID. I I see the young people, they shouldn't shouldn't have no problem because Georgia is open. But to the the older people and people that might have uh, complications, can you please tell them how important it is and don't just think, hey, we got this, don't worry about it, and how important getting out there and vote really is at this point? Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to reframe that just a little bit because Georgia actually has one of the highest COVID infection rates in the nation compared to our population. And that's why it's been so important that people who voted in person early so they could socially distance and why it was important for them to use vote by mail. But one of the important things about Georgia is that while unfortunately we do have the surge, if you go to vote, you can socially distance, you can wear your mask. But if we do not get John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in office, we are going to be one of those states that will be continually harmed by COVID-19. We are a force of the size of California and yet we have nearly half the number of deaths and a little less than half um, the number of infections. And so it's even more important because unlike the California or another state, we don't have Medicaid expansion. So if you get sick here and you are in the 1.4 million without health insurance, you are pretty much on your own. And the only way this gets fixed is if we elect Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff today. Often there are conversations about what what elections can or can't do. And I'm always saying, you know, voting isn't magic, but right now voting is medicine. Voting is how we fix where we are today and how we get ready to start building towards what we need next. You, you know, Stacey, uh, can I ask you a question? About Donald Trump and his information that he's uh, trying to put out there and talking about the presidential election and how he actually did win and saying that we don't want to let the Democrats steal the Senate. What do you think that does when it comes to voting, even on the Republican side? Because what you're essentially saying is voting doesn't matter and there's voter fraud and these elections are rigged. Well, hold on, Stacey. Let's let's answer that when we come back. Stacey Abrams is on the line. Atlanta, Georgia, make sure you go out there and vote. We got more with Stacey Abrams when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Stacey Abrams. Now, Yee, you just asked a question before we went to break. Yes, I was asking about Donald Trump and the misinformation that he's spreading and saying that these elections are rigged and that he actually won and that the Democrats are trying to steal the elections in Georgia. What is that going to do, you think, as far as even Republicans voting? Well, his conspiracy theories have been widely, soundly, and repeatedly rejected and debunked. Brad Rassenberger, who is no friend to voters and certainly no friend to voting rights, at least is telling the truth about this. The election, we have proven again and again that the election was fair. And what we're afraid of is that for Republicans in particular, this belief in the conspiracy theories will somehow bleed over into the restriction on voting rights for those of us who, for the first time, truly had free and fair access to the polls. But we, we also don't know the effect it's going to have on their turnout. I want to win. I believe in our candidates, and I want us to have a victory. But I don't want victory at the expense of disenfranchising voters with misinformation. But I, I can't tell Republicans who to listen to. All I can do is do my work and my part to get the folks who understand the fights that we fought to mitigate voter suppression, to let them know now is the time to get out there and vote so we can have two U.S. senators who work with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and with President-elect Joe Biden to actually secure democracy and make these changes permanent. But Stacey, it got to make you feel good, though, because when you hear Trump pressuring state officials to overturn the election, that validates what you've been saying about voter suppression and what you dealt with when you ran for governor of GA. So it kind of, you know, validates what Fair Fight's been fighting for. It, it has been interesting to see how much time I spend in his head. But, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will give Fair Fight... <laughs> Fair Fight and so many organizations on the ground that we were able to invest in. Uh, we've moved millions of dollars to these small organizations, these medium-sized organizations that have been toiling in the vineyard, have been working for communities, and they were able to really scale up and fight in this election because we did. We were part of a coalition that pushed back against um, voter vote-by-mail rules that were different depending on the county you lived in. We were able to block that exact match rule that made it so hard for black and brown people to get on the rolls and stay on the rolls. We were able to support election workers. We actually helped invest in the general election more than $30 million in making sure there were drop boxes and other apparatuses that made it easier for folks to vote. So yes, I'm incredibly proud of Fair Fight, proud of our team and proud of all of those groups that were out there, like the New Georgia Project and others doing the work of getting voters registered, mobilized into the polls. Since we're talking about Brad Raffensperger and the, the Georgia Secretary of State, is it a crime what Donald Trump was saying in that phone call about finding votes? I'm not really going to focus on what he is saying or doing. This man is a failed president who's out of there in about 15 days. My focus is on making sure that the new president has the partnerships he needs and has the support he needs to actually get things done. And let's be clear, if it's a 50-50 Senate, let's not assume that everything is going to happen immediately because that still means they've got to fight for every vote, but at least we have a fighting chance because Mitch McConnell, Kelly Leffler, and David Perdue do not care about Georgia and do not care about our relief, don't care about our jobs, don't care about justice. With that said, how disappointed would you be if even with black people delivering the Oval Office and the Senate to Democrats, if this administration doesn't keep promises to black people? I believe that they want to get good done, and, and that's why I'm working so hard. And yes, there's always going to be disappointment. But what I want people to understand is the rules of the Senate remain. You still have to have 60 votes to get a lot of things done. 
But if we make it 50-50, that means that there are mechanisms we can use to get more done than normal. This is not going to be like the first two years of Obama in 08 where he had 60 U.S. senators and was able to get health care passed. This is going to be a nail-biter every time because sending John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock means that Georgia has two strong people that we know of. But unfortunately, we can't speak for every other Democrat on every single issue. That said, I believe we all need to hold the Biden administration accountable, and we need to hold our senators across the country accountable for what they say they're going to do. And if it doesn't happen, we need to know why it didn't happen and when it's going to get done. You know, I was going to ask, Stacey, I know we're talking about election, but I have a, a, a question. I was in uh, Georgia this weekend, and I wanted to ask, what were your thoughts or opinions on how Georgia's handling the pandemic or the spike of crime or even I've seen a lot of homelessness in uh, uh, in, in Georgia. There was a lot of homeless people, more than i ever seen before in my life being in Georgia. What, what are your thoughts on everything that's happening with Atlanta and Georgia now? Well, writ large, we are handling the pandemic abysmally. Uh, we have a weak and ineffective governor who has allowed, you know, we have two of our regions in our state, two healthcare regions, where they're over 100% over capacity uh, for hospitalization, meaning there are beds in the hallway. As I said, you know, California's population is 39 million. Georgia's is 11 million. And yet we've got 600,000 plus infections. We've had more than 10,000 deaths. And so, no, we are not handling this well. Plus, we have one of the weakest infrastructures. And so to your point about homelessness, Georgia already had a homelessness problem that got exacerbated by the fact that we have 400,000 Georgians who are out of a job, 3.9 million people who have their either lost their jobs or have their hours reduced. And we have 161,000 people who are on the verge of eviction. That is why this is so urgent. We know that, that crime spikes in, you know, when there are economic challenges, and that's true across the board. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that all of that will get fixed immediately, but I will tell you right now, Mitch McConnell has declared he does not intend to solve these problems. When they passed the last stimulus check, they, the last stimulus bill, they refused to include money for municipalities and for counties. That's how you get access to housing dollars. That's how you make certain that the homeless have shelter in the middle of the winter. Those are things they've refused to do. And if we do not have Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, the dismal and I would say absurd and mean meanness of how they're dealing with COVID will continue. All right. Mm. All right. And for everybody who hasn't voted early and is going to the polls today, I saw there were issues with some absentee ballots. I saw Kamala Harris saying, do not put those in the mailbox, take it to a drop box in your county. Now, what advice and what will you tell people if you haven't voted early and if you plan to vote today, how should you be handling this? Number one, go to peachvote.com to find your polling place. Number two, if you requested an absentee ballot and didn't receive it, it happened to Tyler Perry, then you can go to your assigned polling place in person, tell them you want to cancel your ballot and vote in person. You can find out your assigned polling place at peachvote.com. Number three, you, if you get in line, as long as you're in line by 7 p.m., no matter how long it takes, once you're in line, they have to let you stay. And if you have any questions, if there are any concerns, call 866-HOUR-VOTE. 866-HOUR VOTE. This is a group of attorneys and volunteers, and their only mission today is to make sure your vote gets cast and your vote gets counted. Oh, All right. Stacey, this is my final. I got one last question for you. Uh, after, after everything yes. you've done, 
you know, in the presidential election, flipping Georgia blue and having all these earlier voters show up for the Senate race. How do you like your chances to be Georgia's governor in 2022? I'm sorry there seems to be some noise on the line. I think the only thing we can talk about is making sure that today we close this day out strong by making certain that every person who wants to see progress, every person who believes that their lives should be valued, that if you want health, jobs, and justice, you're voting for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, you're making a plan to vote all over Georgia, and we're going to show America that Georgia can get it done. All right, All right, you heard it here first. Stacey is running again in 2022. She'll be the next <laughs> governor of Georgia. That's right. Thank you. All right, Stacey, we appreciate you for checking in, and thank you so much. Georgia, get out there and vote. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Rumors on the way. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, has, anybody wa- has anybody watched Bridgerton yet on Netflix? No, what's that? Mm-mm. That's a another Shondaland uh, show, but they said that show is going to be has been viewed by sixty three million households within the four weeks of its release. Whenever you go on Netflix, it's always like one of the featured uh, shows that they have on there. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes can't miss. That's Shonda mm-hmm. Rhimes. I mean, she's built up such a a cult like following with a uh, Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal. So yeah, that makes sense. And y'all don't watch The Bachelor, though? The Bachelor? This is the first time ever there's a black bachelor? It's the first time ever a black bachelor. Angela Yee just told you that a black woman creative uh, created yet another hit show on a screaming platform, and you talking about some goddamn bachelor. It was on last night. The Bachelor was on tonight. The first time in 25 seasons that you have a black bachelor? And you know who he gave gave the rose to last night? The first rose? The deaf girl. The hearing impaired. I don't care. I don't care about that because Angeli was giving Shonda Rhimes her flowers, and here you go I talk sh- about some black I bachelor sh- giving somebody out. roses. I always wanted to shout out the bachelor, the black bachelor. Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> I don't watch the bachelor. You should watch it. It's pretty good. It's very. But I, I have, I've heard, I've heard of Bridgerton now. But they said they Bridgerton, uh, yeah. Was told Bridgerton was told to me it was. They said the new Shonda Rhimes show on Netflix. That's what they said to me. It, it looks really good though when you look when you watch. Just go on Netflix. It's always like one of the top things that they are promoting, but I think you guys will really enjoy it. So, Bridgerton. Yeah, I did. I watched so much stuff on streaming services um, over the over over our holiday break. Like, I watched stuff I would never watch. Like, I watched both Wonder Woman movies. Both trash. I heard that wasn't that good. Oh, okay, I was yeah, going to say. <laughs> I thought both of them were trash. I mean, I'm not a DC Comics person anyway, but I gave it a shot. I thought it was trash. I did y'all see the um, banker? Har- what is the banker? I saw that. I saw that um, with the Lorraine Tate. dope. Damn. Oh, I didn't watch that. Damn, I wanted to watch that. I watched uh, Harley yeah. Quinn. Harley Quinn was good. Soul I, was saw, good. I, I randomly Soul. saw Soul that, too. Great. Did you see Donnell Soul in it? Great. You said I, Lorenz yeah, Tate was in the banker? I didn't see Lorenz Tate in the banker. Is that... Oh, wait, no. That, is that a different movie? The movie that no, Lorenz Tate produced? The banker is about the two the two brothers that was buying up a bunch of property and they had to use a white guy as the oh, front man. Oh, I didn't see that. We actually With talked Samuel about Jackson. that on here because yeah. it's based on a, a true story. It's based on right. a true story, man. It, it, it's it's uh, two two brothers who came together to to invest in property, but nobody would sell them property. So they had to get a white they guy. They had a white guy that guy. was a partner. Yeah, so then uh, the white guy, you know, he, was a, he wasn't a partner. He was actually, he was on salary. The two brothers actually owned the business. And the white guy started feeling himself and started making moves and started doing stuff illegally. And when it came to, you know, when they all got arrested, the black guys didn't know don't anything. T- don't that- tell a movie. 
I'm just telling you. But yeah, you're telling the whole it's thing. It's in the description. I'm telling you it's in the description. It's in the description. But I movies, actually though. I actually did um, watch. There's on Apple or something. Apple TV. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Mackie and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Shout to B-Dot. B-Dot put me onto that movie. I saw B-Dot. that. I saw. Brian, I watched Brian the Miller? Price of yep. Brian, Brian Millar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Millar. Brian and Price Millar. of Love. Did anybody watch Price of Love on Prime? No. no, I didn't see that. Shout out to my girl Nisha Nache. She's actually in that movie. And Ice Wear Vezo is one of those Detroit hood movies that you'll enjoy. Uh-uh, I didn't shoot up. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to be uh, talking about Kodak Black. He is trying to get out of jail. He uh, will tell you what happened when he requested a shorter sentence. Charlamagne, did you watch uh, the last football game of the with the, the Giants of New York <laughs> defeating the... Uh, Cowboys of Dallas? Did you see that? I mean, that makes absolutely no sense for you to talk about because guess what? Both of us are home right now. Neither one of us are in the playoffs. So what's your point? You're right. It's terrible at talking ish. I just because neither say. one of us are in the playoffs, and we, we still won. It doesn't record. matter. We still, we, we still won. We we both ended the season six and ten, and neither one of us made the playoffs. We both suck. But if you want to, uh, hey, if you want to argue about who sucks the best, be my guest. <laughs> See, you started. We had a good hour and 40 minutes with no talk like that, and now you're back at it. All right, well, let's, let's get back nothing. to it. Well, let's get back to it then. I thought this was a new year, new oh, me, but man. I guess not. All right, rumors on the way is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, excuse me, Club. Good morning. <laughs> what are we? I was eating some... Um, <laughs> A cliff bar. But anyway, let's get to the room. Let's talk Russell Wilson. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, let's talk about what happened in this game. The Seattle Seahawks were about to beat the San Francisco 49ers 26-23. There were 22 seconds remaining. Instead of running out the clock, though, Russell Wilson passed to David Moore, and everybody was wondering what was happening during the broadcast. But the reason he did it, Moore was one catch from getting 35 receptions on the season, which means that he would get a $100,000 bonus. So he purposely passed it to him so he would get that um I love that it. That bonus. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That is dope. I love it. Help you help you help your brother get 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 that money. I was thinking that when I was watching the um it was the Texans. Who were the Texans playing? I think it was the Texans and Titans, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm thinking like the Texans have no chance of getting in the playoffs. The Titans do. Why don't y'all just let them brothers win so they can get their bonus? Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right, now, Kodak Black, he's been trying to get his time behind bars reduced, but it seems like it's not happening. Federal prosecutors denied his attempts to reduce his sentence, and they said it's because his motion failed to follow legal procedures or cite a valid reason for why he deserves less time. Uh, They said that he has not presented any reason supporting his request for release. He merely states he is not an evil person and promises to participate in community-based programs aimed at helping the younger generation. That simply is inadequate pursuant to the statute. So they they also said his 46-month sentence is a lot lighter than the 10 years he was originally facing. Hey, man, they always say trouble is uh, easy to get into and hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. Another prime example. Yeah, he was trying to uh, get Donald Trump to pardon him, but I don't know if that's going to end up happening. Trump has no uh, need for any of you Negro rappers anymore, okay? He's not here to look help, help y'all anymore. 
All right, now let's discuss uh, Pop Smoke's brother, Obasi Jackson. He was on Taraji's Peace of Mind Facebook series, and he was discussing the fact that his brother was getting all these death threats. He talks about how he learned the news of Pop Smoke getting killed. I woke up early, one of my homegirls from school, you know, she mm-hmm. came and knocked on my door. Like she, I opened the door and she's like, yo, bro, I'm sorry to tell you this. I hate to want to tell you this, but, you know, your brother passed away. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I go in my bathroom, I'm on the floor, just like, ma, is this true? We don't know yet. Everything mm-hmm. was in a confusion, you know, it was a confused state, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she called me back like, yeah, you know, it's, it's true. <laughs> just breathe, you so, come here. Oh, God, let me hug you. Oh, my goodness. Dang. All right, Pop Smoke's brother Obasi also talked about the last conversation that he had with him. That weekend right there, like that Sunday, mm-hmm. I had just seen him. Me, my mom, and my brother just sat in a room and talked for hours, mm-hmm. which had not happened in years. That last conversation was, okay, I know my brother loves me, and he knows I definitely love him, and he said that he loved me. You know what I'm saying? Now, Taraji asked him about whether or not he had gone to therapy or would consider it, and here's what happened. Yeah, have but, you um, gone to therapy? I tried it, you know, but I just don't... Something about just doing it myself, getting over it, like, you know what I'm saying, myself, mm-hmm. is more appealing mm-hmm. to me. I know that I'm the one, at the end of the day, that has to deal with it. I don't want nobody yesing me to right. make me feel comfortable. Right. I don't... Give it to me raw. Well, see, that's the great thing about the right therapist. I would hate to see you try to carry all of this by yourself. And I would hate for you to miss out on that, on someone, on that connection that can help you cope. And he's not going to get over it by himself. It's, it's not happening. He might suppress it, you know, for the time being, but you're not going to get over it by yourself. That's not happening, mm-hmm. my brother. Now, Obasi also talked about his brother, Pop Smoke, not having security, even though he was getting death threats. There was a time when he went through a situation that was also, like, people were putting put him down and counting him out, and, you know, there was a lot of threats on his life, you mm-hmm. know? There's a lot that goes into it, because it's just like, you go out there with no security. I just, like, I can't even fat, like, it just, it's just mind-boggling to me mm-hmm. that someone would let a superstar go out mm. with no security. And that's the truth. Oh. I, I thought the same thing. I mean, he has security all the time if you're, if you're that big of a star, especially with death threats. And I always tell all new artists and everybody, you have to be careful about Airbnbs. And the reason why, the funny thing is, I, I don't think I've ever stayed in the air. No, I never stayed in the Airbnb. And the reason why is it's not enough protection. For me, a hotel, to get to me in my room in my hotel, you got to go through the lobby. Then you have to use your key card to get to the elevator. Then once you get to the elevator, then you have to try to kick down my door. It's different levels of security. What, what does E-40 always say about security, Charlamagne? E-40, the good brother E-40 said, uh, you got to make it difficult for people. And, you know, that's why I get another thing in hip-hop culture, for whatever reason, people act like it's a bad thing to have security. I'm in the hood with all my jewelry on with no security. Or I can go anywhere with no security. I walk around with no security. Well, it's probably because you're not worth anything. All right? And people know your jewelry fake. But brothers, sisters, as I just said, my good brother E-40 always says, you got to make it difficult for people. And yes, you should at all times. All right. Now let's discuss Prince. There's some controversy over the money that he left behind when he passed away without a will. And they're saying, according to the IRS, that his estate was undervalued by 50%, which is about $80 million. They said that his real his estate is worth $163.2 million, which is way more than the $82.3 million valuations that was submitted by 
his uh, estate's administrator. So they said that involves mostly his music publishing, his recording interest, and they believe that he owes another $32.4 million in federal taxes, his uh, prince's estate. So that would double the tax bill based on that valuation. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll keep our eye on that. And uh, Larry King, by the way, prayers for him. He has been moved out of ICU. You know, he's been battling coronavirus. He was recently hospitalized, but now he is out of intensive care. He is breathing on his own. According to a spokesman, uh, they said he was receiving oxygen, but now he's breathing on his own. And he actually uh, shared a video phone call with his three sons as well. They said he does continue to improve. And he and his sons thank everyone for the outpouring of support. And he can't wait to get home. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, indeed. And who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need uh, Donald J. Trump to come to the front of the congregation. It's crazy that uh, we're starting off 2021 with him as the first donkey of the day, but uh, this story needs to be told. Because All right. We'll Donald get into Trump that next. Wild. He was wild. He was wilding on Clubhouse. All right. <laughs> he was wilding on Clubhouse. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Cardi B. Now, what happened while Cardi B was on live, Yee? Uh, well, she was listening to WAP, and then her daughter, Culture, walked in the room, and she switched it off right quick because it's not appropriate for a child to be listening to. But now people are going in on her saying that she makes these music. Uh, she makes music for everybody else's daughter, but she won't let her daughter listen to it. And Cardi said she doesn't make music for kids. She makes music for adults. Parents are responsible for what their children listen to or see. And I agree with her. Yeah. I agree with her wholeheartedly. She makes music for adults, just like actors make um, rated R movies for adults and not meant for kids. Now, if your child watches it, that is on you. You should be controlling what your kid watches, what your kid sees. Like, I control what my kids watch, what my kids see. I see what they watch on their iPad. I see what they watch on their TV. I also hear the music that they listen to. I mean, my kids listen to kids bop, and there are some songs that they listen to, but I'm able to protect what they're listening to. You know what I mean? If not, they, they're with me all the time, or they're with my wife. So we, we can monitor that. She's yeah, right. I mean, listen, I, I, I tend to agree with Cardi, but I can see both sides. I understand what people are saying when they say you can create the music and you don't want your child to listen to it, but other people's kids can listen to it. I, I can understand what people may think is some hypocrisy there, but the reality is there is a parental advisory sticker on music for a reason. Okay, Correct. it's not like Cardi is making WAP and saying this is for kids. No, she's making WAP and saying this is for adults. And just because kids listen to this music doesn't mean they are supposed to. So if your daughter is listening to WAP or your son is listening to WAP, I don't think that's Cardi's fault. Now, now let me stretch it a parental advisory sticker on this music for a reason. What about radio playing it? Because radio plays for it's a radio all version. audiences. But the radio version is is still kind of, you know. The radio, the, radio, the radio version sucks. I mean, come on. Like, because <laughs> you know? like, by, by the way, most people already heard the regular version before they heard the radio version. And by radio playing the regular version, that will make kids go search the, uh, the, search for the song online. And boy, would they be pleasantly surprised, especially if you're a little boy and you go to that video. And I would be so disappointed if all we had to listen to was music that was that kids could listen to also. If that was all we had, that would be terrible. And I grew up listening to dance hall and there is nothing more sexual than listening to some dance hall music. 
By the way, though, there is no such thing as kids rap. Kids rap is corny. Like nobody, like we, like there's never been kids rap, so to speak. Rap is bow wow, rap, and it's always Romeo. Been. They did kids rap, right? By the way, once again, did you did you vibe to that? That was for like little young 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 kids. But most of those kids still like the hardcore gangster stuff. You know what I mean? They just do. That's just do. That's why this uh, hip hop is targeted to the youth. That's why the youth are at the concerts. Does hip hop even have an age limit? You know, you don't have to be a certain age to buy music, a certain age to show up at a certain concert, do you? No. Well, you gotta it be a certain depends. age. There's some things that are 18 and over. There's some yes, things yeah. that are 21 and over. What, you can't what buy are those from... things? What yeah, are those certain things? Certain concerts you can't get in unless you're 18. Oh, was it a parent? What Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've been Which to plenty one? of them. I remember I went to go see Mac Miller, and you couldn't get in there if you weren't 18. You have to show ID and everything. Was it at a club? Mm-hmm. I remember going oh, to a concert as a child. My dad had to take me because I had to be over certain. Uh, uh, you had to be over a certain age. What concert was it? Uh, that was Run DMC. Really? Yeah, Run DMC. At was the club? Was at the garden. Madison Square Garden. I think if you're old enough to go out by yourself, like obviously her two year old daughter's not going to the club to a concert. You know what I'm saying? If you're old enough to go to a club by yourself, then there's a lot of things you're doing. You probably have a phone. You could look at whatever you want to look at, listen to whatever you want to listen to if you're a certain age. Well, let's go to the phone. Club. You're probably 18. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Christine from Lindenhurst. How are you? Hey, good morning, Tootsie. Now, what are your thoughts? I, I give a lot of credit to Cardi B. She's a performer. Um, if she doesn't want her, this is her job. If she doesn't want her two-year-old listening to that, then that's a, that's up to her. Their parents, they have to make their choices for their children. I grew up with mm-hmm. my parents listening to Two Live Crew, and when I finally right. understood what it was about, I was like, oh, God, why did they turn the channel when I was on? <laughs> all, I agree with you. All, my parents let me you, listen to anything. Well, you got it. Me too. I don't have. I have four kids. I don't have limits with what they listen to. As long, you know, as long as they respect themselves and make wise choices while they're listening to it. If, if it wasn't for Uncle Luke, you wouldn't be here, probably. Okay. Who you think? <laughs> who you think? Talk, who you? You'd be shocked when you find out your mama can pop that <laughs> on a headstand. <laughs> oh my God! When I finally realized what it was about, I was like, "Are you guys kidding me? This is disgusting!" <laughs> and now look at you. You probably doing what your mama was doing, Luke. What was that? Nothing. Thank you for calling, Mama. 800-585-1051. We're talking Cardi B. What are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. Call me. Add your opinions to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. If you just join us, we're talking about Cardi B. Now, Cardi B was on live. She was playing WAP, her, her single, and her daughter walked in, and she turned it off. And people were upset. What did they say, Yee? Uh, one woman was going, and this is the person Cardi responded to, and said, your daughter can listen to it, can't listen to it, but everybody else's daughter can. Uh, and uh, by the way, we've all done that as parents. You know what I'm saying? You turn certain songs off when you're in the car. You know what I mean? Certain songs you and your wife might listen to or you might listen to by yourself. If your daughter jumps in the car, you're turning it off. If y'all downstairs listening to something, uh, something pops up on TV, you're going to turn the channel. We've all done that as parents. I remember listening to I Want to Sex You Up, and I was, so, I was embarrassed that I was in the car with my parents when that song was on. The only difference here is people are saying that Cardi is actually the creator 
of this song, and they feel like it's some hypocrisy for her to not want her daughter to hear it, but not care if other kids, other other parents' kids hear hear the music. That's that's the only thing. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is um, Bad to the Bone. Okay. Bad to the Bone. How many kids Bad you got, to Bad to the Bone? How many kids you got? Instagram name, I'm, guys. I'm, I have two daughters. <laughs> I have a five-year-old two and daughters. a ten-year-old. Yes. Okay. And so, I understand completely on what the guy was saying about what you let your kids listen to. So I'm all about that. I don't. I try to not let them listen to nothing. I like the adult music because I'm very sexual. I like Keith Sweat. You know, all the love. Hey. Music. I'm with that. Let's go, baby. You know, Jodeci. So Let's go. You know what I'm yeah, Jodeci, all that. So I blocked out all the music I don't let my daughters listen to. Now, my five-year-old come in the kitchen. I'm cooking. She's like, Mommy, get a bucket and a mop. That's a wop. And she's doing the TikTok dance. And I'm like, where did you learn that from? Because I never let her listen to Cardi B. So she's like, Mommy, TikTok. And I'm like, okay, well, TikTok blocks certain things, you know, for our kids not to listen to. But that's going in with me not even knowing my daughter knew that song or even shared it with her. She knew it from TikTok, a dance. What happens when your 90s playlist comes on and Lil' Kim says, I used to be scared of it. Now wow. I throw lips to the it. Handle it like a real bitch. Huh? Okay, You turn that off right. in front of your daughter? <laughs> no, you have to turn that off. Like, you, you, it shouldn't be playing with your kids around. But, but your daughter probably like really that song was about cleaning. She probably really was like, let me get a mop, clean up. She don't know what they're talking about. Right. The kids don't know what, when she gets older, she'll understand like, oh, wow, that's what mm -hmm. mommy was talking about in that watch song. So Cardi B will have to explain all that to her daughter because when her daughter get older, her daughter's going to be able to research her mama. You see what I'm saying? Knew her mama come from the strip pole. I respect your opinion, but I would not let you hold Cardi B to a different standard than you held little Kim our Trina. You know damn that's well true. you that's was... True. Exactly. Y'all got to stop that's this. True. The hypocrisy is disgusting. Like they, listen, and I love all them sisters. All them sisters was freaky and wild. We used to have the hardcore poster in the in, in my man Jarrell's house, God bless the dead, just sitting on the wall for inspiration. You remember that hardcore poster? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was my album. That's my a class. That's, by the way, that's yeah, a classic. That's a classic yeah, album. I never listened to that Nikki. That I never listened to that little Kim song till I got older, and then I played it. Like I You're was always liar. hear it. How old are you? How old are you? You're a liar. You're a liar. How old are you, Mama? How old? Are you? I'm thirty-four. Oh yeah, maybe she's right. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, she's thirty-four. She, she sound a little yeah, older, but yeah, like, maybe she did. Music is not like music. Where is the damn love music at? Nobody loves nobody now. <laughs> you know what's so funny? On vacation, we got into a big argument about that because uh, my, my, my homegirl, Debbie, salute to Debbie Brown, she was saying that all 90s R&B is a lie. Cause what you mean? She was singing all of that lovemaking stuff and what they want to do to people and all of this romantic stuff and wasn't none of, nobody following through with it. Right. Um, I think so. There's a variety of things. There's a variety of things, I, I feel. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, what's the moral of the story, guys? Get a map. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't think there is a moral to the story, man. The only thing I would tell people is there, there's a parental advisory sticker on music for a reason. And if it's one thing we know we can't hide from kids, it's music. I just, and, and I think it's just whack to act like, you know, Cardi B is the worst thing to ever happen to music. And her messaging is so bad. Like, no, it's a long line of men and women who have way more explicit songs than WAP. I agree. Knock it off. Now I could be how I could see how somebody who doesn't have WAP could be offended. Okay. 
Now we got rumors on the way in. Yes, and Master P is talking about buying a Reebok. And what do you think is the first thing he thinks needs to happen to rebrand? We'll tell you who he wants to make sure is on board. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on! Everybody know why we get down. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tyrese. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, this was an odd story. Now, as we know, Tyrese, unfortunately, is getting divorced. And it seems like him and his wife are amicable as of now. But Wendy Williams has weighed in on what potentially could have happened, and here's what she said. Now, there's one person here in this building, and I could even say what department he's in, but I'll just say that Tyrese only borrowed Samantha and got married for a moment just to cover up the rest of his activities oh. in real life. Anyway, Tyrese blamed him getting divorced on the broken black family. It's crazy. What does uh, that mean? Wendy, it, what? Like, what is uh, what other activities? What does that even mean? Like, what is she talking about? I have no idea, but I know that it's, it's crazy that Wendy will never evolve. Like, that feels like such low energy. Like, we got to mind the business that pays us. Like, it's too many meaningless conversations that we all engage in that don't have anything to do with us. And it amazes me that for everything Wendy went through with her divorce and not, not wanting to say too much about it, she can still let things like that fly out of her mouth about others. That's 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 wild to me. And Tyrese let's not forget, Tyrese, Tyrese was banned from Wendy's show. Remember that? She said that uh, Kevin thought she was flirting with him. I don't remember that. Well, that that might be the uh, unusual activity she's talking about. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I yeah, remember Tyrese, Tyrese talked about it. Wendy talked about it. I don't. But I reached out to Tyrese to see how he was doing and, and to check up on him and, and see if everything was okay and see what was going on, you know, because it, it didn't seem like Tyrese. Tyrese is a fighter, so maybe they fought all they could fight. And he just replied, man, oh, man, that's it. I called him, he didn't answer. <laughs> I texted him, he didn't answer. My wife called now, that's him, That's a good answered. title for a song, man, oh, man. <laughs> all right, now, Justin and, Bieber and, and he has he probably read it man on man. Shut up. Okay. Yo, what's this? Guys, Here we so go, guys. That's number two. That's no, I thought, you know what? I thought we were taking the show in a new direction. I see that. All right. Okay. All right. Y'all keep hiding y'all activities. Um, now, Justin Bieber <laughs> has denied that he is studying to be a pastor. There was a story in page six, and he said, I'm not studying to be a minister or anything even close to that. I have no desire for that. This is fake news. The story quoted a source that told OK Magazine he wants to be a full-fledged minister next year. He also said, and by the way, Hillsong is not my church. For clarity, I am par a part of Church Home. And that's a non-denominational ministry based on the West Coast that preaches remote fellowship among its celebrity congregants. So uh, he's how, how not part take, of Hillsong. How can you just take news from a source? Like, 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 shouldn't you have to cite your sources? Shouldn't it be a reliable source? How can you just print something and say a source says? Yeah. I mean, you can. You know, usually you should vet out sources very well. You can't just take it from anyone, but I guess OK Magazine just had a source. Now, um, and I saw well, with everything happening at Hillsong, I saw a lot of people are stepping down from there, and there's all kinds of issues. So we'll see what happens after Carl Lentz was fired. Uh, from Hillsong. In the meantime, Mace has been named a pastor at Atlanta's Gathering Oasis Church. Now, the pastor who he is replacing had this to say. What do you see? Like, what's the vision that you see now for the Gathering Oasis Church? 
I really see this generation being turned back into God's hands. Yeah. I think um, there's been a major challenge with the city, like being able to direct people back to God. Mm -hmm. And I, I really welcome the challenge to do so. Hmm. I don't get um, it. Uh, I just wonder uh, how Mace, uh, Mace, Mace will, will gain trust from people again in that realm. You know what I mean? Like, like when it comes yep. to your congregation, it's a congregation that you, I don't know, I don't know about that congregation, but you've abandoned a congregation before. So I just wonder how people will have trust in you to believe that you are who you say you are. Forgiveness Correct. and uh, Master P, uh, Master P, Mace is on Clubhouse all the time too. Since we were talking about Clubhouse earlier, now Master P, because I talked about this earlier, he plans to make Allen Iverson. For Reebok, what Michael Jordan was for Nike. So Reebok is for sale. They did confirm that last month. And Master P is an interested buyer. And so what he's saying, he said, the way we look at Michael Jordan, we look at Iverson that way in Reebok. We need to bring him to the forefront. We need to bring in better designers. We also need to make this for the millennials. And I think that would be a game changer. I yeah, thought Allen was already that for Reebok, though. I think they want to make him like more of the face of it, though, now. Yeah, more of the face I, of Reebok. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought so. he was. Name, name, name other, no. other than D. Brown. Other than D. She Brown, name O'Neal. another basketball. Shaq. Yeah. Shaq. No, mm -hmm. I, Shaq. I go with AI. You know why? Because I had more I had more pairs of the answers. I didn't I didn't have a pair of the Shaqs. I had a pair of the D. Brown Reebok pumps, and I had mm -hmm. the Allen. I had I had all of the answer colorways. I've ne I never had a pair of Shaqs. The G yeah, unit sneakers and the S. Dot Carters. I definitely don't look at them as the face of Reebok. <laughs> nah, not at all. <laughs> never, never did that at all. I, I, I definitely uh, look at Reebok as being synonymous with Allen Iverson, though. That is yeah, but I think all they right. want to make him more in the forefront of that, just like how Jordan's like the forefront. They want to put him out there and really go hard and have him. But Jordan really is the forefront of his own brand. Report. Of his brand, yeah. Yeah, Jordan is the forefront, forefront of, of the Jordan brand. They could brand. do that with Allen Iverson, too, in that case. I really didn't know he wasn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, they gotta build it up. <laughs> yeah, all right. I always looked at him like he was. All and right, well that is your box for years. Rumor report. All right. Well, yeah, but I think they just want to delve deeper and make it even bigger, like blow it up even more. You they know? gotta sign a new, a new, uh, right. new player. Because it's already a natural thing. You think of when you think of Reebok, you think of Allen Iverson. Why not really push that more? I understand what he's saying. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. The mix is up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I'm really surprised that you guys don't watch The Bachelor. Um, I, I I'll, I'll the try. The first Black Bachelor in 25 seasons. I'm not gonna lie. I've never yes. ever watched The Bachelor, but a Black Bachelor, I would show my support. The first girl he picked it was a deaf a deaf woman. It's, this is a it's a great show. But Bridgerton, that's my plan for today. I'm cleaning and watching Bridgerton. I'm gonna watch Bridgerton too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that and catch up on Power Book too because I missed the last episode and I I saw Notori post this, but Tasha's out of jail. That's all I know. She posted. Everybody's talking about it. I got to see what happened. I got to catch. And that 50 NLE Chopper record is dope too. That off the I know they're using that as the theme song for for it now. I haven't seen the last two episodes of Power, so I got to catch up. Yes, got to. We got to have. Oh, uh, they're not using that here. for the theme song. That's for the. Not, show. I thought they used for Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan yeah, yeah, show. Canaan. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. And shout out to Cash Doll. I see she's a, a season regular. She's gonna be on uh, the Black Mafia Family, the BMF story on Stars. So, she's a series regular on that. My girl Cash Doll. Okay. 
All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Real hot girl. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. And I also want to tell people to go out there and pre-order uh, Tamika Mallory's book, State of Emergency. It is 2021, so it'll be out uh, May 11th of this year. So go ahead and pre-order that now wherever you pre-order books, Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency. And the positive note is simply this, man. The body can literally reject someone's energy. Your anxiety will start acting up anytime bad energy disturbs your spirit. Listen to your body. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?